At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Beginning hour number three, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds coming at you. Time flies when you're having fun here in Circus Sportsbook. We'll try to get you some winners along the way. You've got some updates we want to get to in Major League Baseball, but also in the College World uh, College Series, right? Yeah, I misspoke. Uh, I think it, it posted uh, the wrong uh, run on the screen here. It is Mississippi that is on the board now, top of the seven. So Ole Miss does get the first run, trying to eliminate Oklahoma in two games and not play a third game in Omaha tomorrow night. Uh, Ole Miss been the sleeper of the tournament, and I know some people that do have some futures on this team at some pretty big numbers and only three innings away from going ahead and cashing those. Uh, very quickly, Major League Baseball, the Yankees looks like they just booted one. Needed Derek Jeter at shortstop today. Uh, and right now, that is an E6 on the board as they play extra. So in the top of the 10th, with nobody out, mm-hmm. the runner did not, the ghost runner. Yes. When are we going to get rid of the ghost runner? Yeah, I don't I don't like it either. I think I think the main people that like the ghost runners are the people that work the night shifts and the sports books writing the tickets. And look, I, I can sympathize with those folks. They don't like these 17, 18 inning games, so they're all about the ghost runner because that means they can go home at an appropriate hour and not stay until new, midnight or one when there's two people in the book waiting to cash a ticket on a late weeknight baseball game. But uh, nevertheless, uh, now two men on, by the way, for the Yankees. So Altuve reaches uh, Kiner Falefa with the error there. So two on, nobody out for the Astros, three to three. Uh, Josh Ingles, we had on in the first hour, or in the last hour rather, and talking some Major League Baseball, and he gave out that he had a slight lean, and you liked it too. The Phillies uh, going up against you, Darvish, today in San Diego. And right now, the Phillies with a 2 1 lead as they play the top of the third. And also, Josh liked the over in the Reds and Giants game, mm-hmm. over eight. I was scoreless going to the top of the third. The Reds have put seven on the board (laughs) in the third, and they're still batting. Yeah, a uh, rough outing for Pasta, Anthony DeSclafani, against his former mates, a longtime member of that Red staff. So Reds have officially batted around. It was Senzel got it started with the infield single. And then, uh, you know, a lot of runs here. No, No long balls, though. No. For, for, for the Reds, as now they do have a seventh run on the board. So uh, touchdown, extra point is good for the Cincinnati Reds. Seven to nothing out there wow. in the Bay. I don't know what the Yankees are doing. As I looked up, and I mentioned mm-hmm. we just had a, a boot E6, right? And then I think they had a caught stealing scenario. Let's see what happens here. Pitch, yeah, we're going to throw behind the runner, Altuve. 
And then Altuve just breaks for third. Mm-hmm. So the Yankees still narrowing out and uh, let's just say defensive issues right now. Like if you are the if you are an Astros backer, you're like, I can't lose this. I got a no no going to the seventh up three nothing. And then if you're a Yankee backer, you're like, this is the way we win these dramatic yeah. comebacks. Well, they might need another one first and third. Nobody out as they play top of the tenth. Altuve was the ghost runner. That ghost runner just took off for third, and the Yankees could not get him. So we'll update that one as it plays on. couple final scores as well. Southsiders get a much-needed win, 4-3 to three over the Baltimore Orioles as the White Sox, 33-37. and 37. I don't think anybody expected that. So no. uh, we'll see uh, how long the leash is there over there at uh, Old Comiskey, now whatever it's called, U.S. Cellular Field, <laughs> but on the south side for yeah. Tony La Russa. 5-3, by the way, the A's get the win over the Kansas City Royals. So that is now a final score. And then, of course, course, this is an extras here in the Bronx. Bottom of the ninth, one out uh, left for the Red Sox to go ahead and close this out, eight to three. All of a sudden, remember the Red Sox? Everybody was dreading these guys. My goodness. They're 10 games over 500 now. And they can't gain ground of the Yankees. That's how good the Yankees yeah. have been. Yeah, but- so they're going to have to try to fight like hell for that wild card. Them and the Rays. Yes. And the Blue Jays, I think, are going to be right in that mix. Maybe, uh, you know, well, the Twins are leading the division right now in the Central, but we'll still see maybe the Guardians, even though they're going to drop one a day and go to 36 and 32. Well, it's interesting, uh, as we, we talk a little bit more Major League Baseball, some of the surprises that we've seen so far. When you look into the futures market a little bit here, Wes, as we sit here at the end of June, uh, would there be? Would you be more interested in getting into the MVP futures market? And again, I think it's been a great debate that's been had on this network, by the mm-hmm. way. Hopefully you've been watching all the programming. Uh, certainly, Mike Palm has a very strong stance on, say, Shohei Otani, okay? And and I think it's an it's a very interesting take, and I know Josh Towers might disagree with it. Yes. And, and so might some other guys on the network as well, like Paulie Howard. When you look at the MVP race here in the American League, to me, it does feel like Aaron Judge is the strong favorite. He's the small mm-hmm. betting favorite right now. But Otani, as the reigning defending in the American League, is nipping at his heels, and you understand why. But you get into this almost conversation of, well, Shohei does something that we have never seen. And I, none of us covered Babe Ruth. So we can't sit here and go, well, I remember when Babe did it as a pitcher and a hitter, right? Like, we've never seen this in our lifetime, somebody of doing what Shohei Otani is doing. Do you chalk it up to he's the ultimate unicorn, so therefore, and I know some people in this industry, my buddy Tyler Fulgham at ESPN, mm-hmm. believes the same thing that, say, Paulie Howard does. That, yes, yeah, Shohei is such a unicorn that it's really hard to look at other guys because they just cannot give you what he gives you week in, week out. No, I get it. And look, uh, we all also have our biases based on who we bet. I have an Aaron Judge MVP ticket from the beginning of the year. So obviously, you know, in full disclosure, where you got to disclose your conflicts of interest. I would vote for Aaron Judge right now. That's not to say, look, this is a long way to go before we get to September, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot of things that can happen, and certainly we're never rooting for injury, but we just saw it with Bryce Harper yesterday for the Phillies. Yes, These things happen in real time. So when you look at that board there, you've already got the better number of judge, so there's no way I know you're getting involved now. Is there anybody else out there, not named Shohei Otani, that you would say, yeah, so-and-so. I look at Vladdy at 40-1, to one, mm-hmm. and I go, good Lord, could he just have a monster second yeah, half? Yeah, I don't know if that's too far down. I think he could have a monster second half. But obviously, Jordan Alvarez, who they re-signed, gave, showed him the money down there in Houston. Look, you got a Houston team that I think is very good, and I think it's probably going to be well clear of the division where Shohei Otani and the Angels reside. And that's the whole thing about Otani. I do agree that he is absolutely unique, and he is like the unicorn, as you mentioned, but he's also on a team that's six games 
games under 500. That's right. You know, maybe if he was right around 500 or a couple games o- over, you can make an argument. And I know that that's unfair because I always work look for, okay, who's the best individual player, not the best player on the best team. However, Aaron Judge, I think you've got to look at what he is doing. The fact that he's in a contract year and he's absolutely killing it right now and he's going to you know, have so much money, whoever, some billionaire is going to offer him $300 million. Maybe it's going to be up there in the Bronx next year. But I think what he has done with this team, because the Yankees, a lot of people didn't pick the Yankees. No. Let's, let's didn't do anything in the offseason. Yeah. Didn't get enough help. Exactly. Pitching. You know, it's kind of like the Yankees and the Red Sox kind of fall by the wayside. And by the way, back to the Red Sox, just briefly. Mm-hmm. Won their last seven. They sweep the Guardians. 11 of the last 13, now 19 of the last 23. So all of a sudden, the Red Sox, maybe not a factor in the division, because even if the Yankees lose here, Red Sox still going to be double-digit games back. But, you know, I think in that division, what the the Yankees are doing, specifically for the MVP discussion, what Aaron Judge is doing, you have four very good teams. And even Baltimore is not great, but but they're they're not the drag of humanity that they've been for the last several years out there in Camden Yards. So the best division in baseball right now is the AL East. And who's at the top of that? The Yankees. And the main reason, Aaron Judge. Um, I don't like to give out awards before shows are over, but Elliot Bowman right now is up for producer of the year for an individual show award. Because after Bob Groom got the second of the back-to-back no-nos in consecutive days, as we all remember back in May 5th, 6th, 1917, Mm -hmm. when he did that for the St. Louis Browns. Can you tell me who the next pitcher was to throw a no-no in Major League Baseball? Immediately after those guys? Just think full circle from the conversation we're having. Jeez. So so it had to be right after that. So I'm going to guess, like, uh, God, who pitched in 1917? Babe Babe Ruth? There you go. Full circle, everybody. So we're talking about the Bambino in relation to Shohei Otani, that we haven't seen this. People do forget, because mm-hmm. it was the 19-teens, mm-hmm. that Babe Ruth was a dominant pitcher in Major League Baseball. And I know some people now are saying, Shohei, even Babe didn't do this. No, Babe did this. He threw a no-no. And I know yes. it was 1917, but it happened. We can't discount that it actually happened. So there's the debate. If Shohei Otani goes out there and throws a no-no this year, we shouldn't give him the award? Or are we going to say, all right, you know what? Aaron Judge, go throw a no-hitter. You can't do that, and our numbers are similar offensively. Like Your numbers have to be astronomically better than Shohei's, mm-hmm. it feels like now, in order to win this award. Because Shohei could go out there and do something on the bump yeah. that other guys can't well, do. By the way, Aaron Judge is not a good defender. He's a great yes. defender. Yeah, he's a tool guy. So he does everything that you can ask Aaron Judge to do except pitch. Is that a fair argument for the Shohei stands? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. And also the fact that you got to look for Shohei. He's got another guy that's won an MVP award on that team, by the way, named Mike Trout, who a lot of people I still think look at as kind of the face oh, of baseball. Man. Some will say Otani. Some will obviously say Mike Trout. So it's like one of those things, and I know that this is kind of a hinky analogy to bring up here, but we were talking movies earlier, of course. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you get two best actors from the same motion picture and the vote splits. So yeah. you wonder if that might work against Otani a little bit here. I think Otani does have at least some goodwill from some in the press, because if you remember, uh, who was it that said, oh, this guy cannot be the face of baseball, you know, because right. he doesn't speak the language. I don't know who it was. It was Stephen A. or Baylor, one of the hot yeah, take yeah, guys. Yeah, I think the it was day. Stephen A. But it was, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a rough take. Let's just say yes. that. So 
Shohei Otani is the face of baseball. So, like, Aaron, Aaron Judge is up there. Mike Trout's up there. But I think Shohei Otani is the guy that, that people talk about from a fascination standpoint because they just look at him and go, man, because none of us were around 100 years ago, we don't know how sure. great the, Bam, the Bambino was pitching. But we see it with Shohei every fifth day or mm-hmm. every sixth day. But it is interesting, that conversation. And by the way, I love these debates that they have on VEASAN. And you should take them into account before you go to that futures market and just go, well, Aaron Judge is doing something, so he's going to well, be the Well, because MVP. you want to listen to different perspectives, yes. by the way, because, you know, listen to people that you might disagree with a little bit and give you some context so people can make their arguments and then decide where you want to go from there. How about that full circle from our producer, though, Ellie Thomas? Babe Ruth was the last guy after Ernie Koob and Bob Groom. No stone unturned, no village unpillaged from our crack staff here at Visa. All over it today. When we come back, we'll talk game six, a little puck in the Stanley Cup Finals. Come on back, it's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. Very quickly, going to talk with Ian Cameron here in one second, but we do have drama in the golf we got a, a tie now. Mm-hmm. Xander Schauffele is now tied with the guy at 18 under par as he plays the par 5 15th. West, this thing's gotten super tight all of a sudden. Yeah, and he's uh, not, not going to convert his birdie here either. So three holes left to play. Tie ball game here in Hartford Whoa. between Xander Schauffele and Sahith Figala going for his first win. Schauffele at BetMGM minus $1.35 plus 120 on Figala. And you got to say, if Xander Schauffele cannot close out Whoa. these group of chasers, this guy is supposed to be you know a top 10 level world class player. There's going to be some questions asked, and rightfully so. We'll update that as the uh, afternoon continues here on Betting Across America. But right now, we wonder if we're going to be tied up in the Stanley Cup Finals after tonight. We bring in Ian Cameron to do that. Does a great job breaking down the NHL. Follow him on Twitter at Bobano, B-O-B-A-N-O. Ian, great to have you back in the program. 
let's start right there off the top. I, I you know, we said this uh, during the break here. I didn't know we'd be talking to you about Game Six in the Stanley Cup Finals, but here we are. How surprised are you that that they were able to extend this series after that deflating way to lose in overtime in Game Four, rallying Game Five? And do you think we're going to see a Game Seven? Yeah, I, I used the term going into Game Five. I thought maybe we'd have a situation with the Tampa Bay Lightning where the mind's able but the flesh is weak. Uh, going into that game, and I thought we'd be in a situation potentially where uh, Tampa Bay, yeah, obviously they've got incredible heart, guts, will, determination, no, never say die attitude, no quit attitude. It's been on full display the last three playoff years, but at some point, when does the beat up body, when does the injuries, when does the pain that you've been playing through uh, finally catch up, not to mention all the games you've played the last three years, and somehow, some way, they gutted through all of that and found a way to win in game five, kind of like a rope-a-dope style of hockey. You know, It's not like they were carrying the play or dominant, but they survived the wave when Colorado, every time they had you know, a thrust of offensive zone time, you know, they block shots, they clear the puck out of the zone, they rely on Vasilevsky, and they were very opportunistic at the other end uh, of the ice, and they capitalized on their chances. They converted a huge four-on-three power play in the second period with Nikita Kucherov's goal. You know, they got when they had their chances, they put some in. Now, it helped that Darcy Kemper did not have a good game. The first goal that cannot go in on any NHL goaltender uh, from Jan Ruda. It was a shot just inside the blue line that cannot go in. It, it, Darcy Kemper has to make that save. And I think you could even say in the third goal that was scored by Palat, the game winner, he would have liked to have seen him make that stop. Although, credit to Hedman who made the pass, it was a bullet pass. It was a quick release shot, maybe got there quick quicker than uh, Kemper anticipated. But either way, Kemper needs to be better tonight, you know, if Colorado is going to end this series. So I was surprised, but I was surprised Tampa Bay pulled it off. But I'm not surprised based on the determination of this team. That's just who they are. And I think one of the surprising things, Ian, and you mentioned about Kemper in terms of letting a couple goals go in that shouldn't go in, but Colorado been the best in the playoffs, and I think they were fourth this season in terms of five-on-five expected goals against for 60 minutes. So we talk about the Avs and how great they are offensively and how fast they are and what a great skating team that they are, but they're really good defensively. Do you think that that's going to show tonight? Clearly the betting market does because we're now seeing some five-and-a-halves here in this game six potential closeout for Colorado. Yeah, I think, Wes, that's a good point with Tampa Bay. Uh, they're, they're now a team that can play uh, a complete 200-foot game. Uh, when they got in trouble in playoff years past and got eliminated, swept by Columbus, they were really caught up and always trying to outscore the other team. But they've really nailed down a very strong, sound, structured defensive identity in these three years, the two Stanley Cup winning years, each of the last two, and so far this run to the final for a third straight year. They've done it with structured, sound, good defense with obviously a very, very experienced blue line. Warriors on that blue line, too. Victor Hedman won't hesitate to block a shot. Neither will Ryan McDonough. Clearly, neither will Eric Chernak. If anyone's been paying attention to Eric Chernak in this series, uh, this guy's been uh, basically stepping in front of every shot thrown uh, uh, by Colorado at the net. You know, he actually got injured blocking a shot in game four, didn't return in that game, uh, came back and played in game five and did the same old thing, you know, blocking shots, just showing that warrior mentality. So it's not only the structure and they've got an elite goalie, but, you know, the commitment, willingness to sacrifice, pay the ultimate price. They always say you got to pay the price to win a Stanley Cup. Boy, does Tampa Bay ever show it night in and night out. Uh, and that's been a big reason of their success. And here we are again with Tampa Bay in an elimination game. I don't have to rhyme off the stats about just how amazing Andre Vasilevsky has been 
uh, in this situation and how good Tampa Bay has been in this situation. 4-0 in the last three years when facing elimination. You look at Vasilevsky's goal allowances uh, in elimination games, whether Tampa's facing elimination or whether they're trying to eliminate their opponent. He's been given up hardly more than two goals you know, in a lot of these games. He has just been dialed in in these type of scenarios. So I think there's a lot of reasons in that regard why you can look under, not to mention usually if Tampa Bay is going to win a game, uh, their games have also been trending under here in the playoffs. Talking with Ian Cameron as we look ahead to game six tonight, uh, back down there in Tampa. You know, I mentioned it with Wes in, the, in hour number one here. When you hear John Cooper basically say after game five, he, he's basically saying, look, without putting the resume out there, he's kind of doing it, say experience matters. So it almost felt like Colorado just hasn't been to this point. We have. We're not going to blink. We didn't blink against Toronto. We didn't blink when we were down 2-0 against New York. Is that confidence rubbing off and it does, does just continue to rub off the way John Cooper, who I don't know if he gets his just desserts with the way he manages his hockey club? He's done a great job. There's no question about it. He pushes the right buttons. Uh, if you actually watch the documentary they've done, Road to the Stanley Cup, the way he spoke to his team in the third period of the clinching game against the Rangers in the East Final, talking about the exact way we need to play to finish them off is just, you know, they're tired, they've hit a wall, you know, you dump the puck in and you make the defenseman chase and go back and retrieve the puck, and that's going to wear them out even more with our forecheck. I mean, he's just, he's smart. He knows, too, the, the, the weaknesses of the, the, the opponent. And how to attack it. I mean, he's just a phenomenal coach. He's a great motivator. He's a very, he gets along with a lot of the players as well. Uh, he's just, Cooper's done a phenomenal job. There's no doubt uh, about that. He's made a lot of good uh, adjustments. Keep in mind that Braden Point's barely played since the first round mm-hmm. against Toronto, one of their most important players. And here they are still two wins away from a uh, third straight Stanley Cup. It's just absolutely marvelous, which, by the way, Point not going to play tonight, but. John Cooper did not rule him out of a Game 7 if it goes that far. I think for Colorado, Game 5, they looked a little tight. There's no way you could say, watching Game 5, that Colorado played anything close to the level they did in the opening period of Game 1 and in Game 2. If you watch that first period of Game 5, they looked a little tight, a little nervous, a little jitters in the stomach, and it's easy to see why. The Stanley Cup's in the building. You've got a chance to finally win it. You bring in your family. You fly in your friends to attend that game just in case you clinch the cup Friday night in Denver. And there's all of a sudden a little ounce extra pressure on you. And Colorado's not been in that spot before. Now they're in the spot again tonight. Cup will be in the building, another chance to clinch. But I actually think they might be a little bit more at ease, you know, a little bit more relaxed tonight. Going on the road, you know, maybe a little less pressure's off. They've been a very good road team throughout the playoffs which basically, from a side perspective, has me torn in this game. I don't have a strong take. I don't expect to be on a side in this game. I would lean to Tampa Bay. I have I have no interest going against this will and heart and guts of this team and the 4-0 record for them facing elimination. But I also wouldn't be shocked to see Colorado close it out. If you'll remember in the St. Louis series, they lost Game 5 at home with a chance to clinch it. And everybody on Twitter, the narrative was, I'm worried about Colorado. Are they going to blow this again here in the second round? Sure enough, they rallied back and they finished the series game six on the road in St. Louis in the second round. Now, this is going to be much more tougher, much different. You're talking about the two-time defending champs, but they did close out a game six on the road in the second round. I wouldn't necessarily put it past them to do it again tonight.
Yeah, Ian, I'm the same way. Tour it on the side. I do. I actually lean Colorado here, but uh, don't know really what to do with the total. Got kind of burned on the over last game, so probably going to stay away. So about a minute left to go here. Any props that might have stood out to you, like an anytime goal or first goal for this game here tonight, game six? No doubt. My favorite bet in this game is Andre Palat. You got to lay a buck, buck 40, buck 45 on him to get a point. Uh, Andre Palat's been automatic in, in terms of getting a point, getting on the score sheet for the Tampa Bay Lightning here in these playoffs. I think that's the single best bet, side total or props, in my opinion, tonight. Andre Palat to get a point around minus 140, minus 145 uh, in this game. I look at some Nazem Kadri props, you know, a goal, a point. He's been a factor. He's been good since returning. Val Nachushkin is a little bit banged up, and there was some concern early this morning he may not play tonight. I think he's going to try to gut through it. I'd still consider props with him just because of how good he's been. And if you like shots on goal, with the game maybe a little lower scoring, this might be a good night to veer more towards shots on goal props mm. rather than goal props or points props. So I'd look at McKinnon over shots, Victor Hedman over shots, Kale McCarr over shots. They have all been the guys shooting the puck quite a bit for their respective teams. Cannot wait to see how game six plays out tonight. Ian, appreciate the time. The information is always, my friend. We'll catch up again soon. All right, great to be with you guys. Enjoy the game tonight. There he is, everybody. Ian Cameron. Follow him on Twitter, at Bobano. Going into the break, I'll give a tease. All rise. Oh, my goodness. That's a good tease. We'll pay it off on the other side. Come on back. It's Visa the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. Wes Reynolds, before we went to break, you gave what we call in the biz a tease. Mm-hmm. And you said, all rise. I know where you're going. Tell the people Here where you're Here come went. the judge. Here come <laughs> the judge. Aaron Judge, the judge, jury, and executioner Bye-bye. for the New York Yankees. A three-run shot here in the bottom of the 10th. Astros, by the way, had bases loaded with only one out. Do not get anybody home. Aaron Judge takes care of business. Now 6-3, to three, the final score. Your quitty had a no-hitter going into the seventh wow. inning. Geo Stanton broke it up, and I don't think at that point a lot of the Yankee fans thought, okay, we're going to lose three or four to the Astros. Maybe a cause for alarm here in, in New York City. The Post and Newsday and the Daily News going to be all over the pinstripes, but not so much. Uh, look, they're going to be 53-20 and 20 mm-hmm. at the end of the night. Uh, they get the win here, 6-3. to three. By the way, the total did close nine, so at least you might have got a push if you had that. That over was looking pretty bleak. Yankees get there on the run line and of course the money line closed i believe at like a dollar 80 or so at bet mgm all right so we'll get back to some uh, nfl here in a second but again the padres have come back against the phillies they now lead at five to two still batting bottom of the third there we mentioned the d-backs uh today with dallas keiko on the mound they are losing again they had tied it up at two but the tigers have just t- retaken the lead there mm-hmm. three to two one of the baseball game we'll get to before the end of the show here with the dodgers and the braves let's get back to the golf very quickly because uh, this is getting very dicey as they come down the stretch here. They're playing the 17th. And right now, we've got a, a posted leader, mm-hmm. and that would be Poston, who posted a 64 today to get in the clubhouse at 1700. Now, you don't expect Shawfle and Tigawa to make bogey bogey 
and get a three-way tie in the clubhouse. I don't know if 17 is going to be good enough to get there. The amateur is not going to be able to get there. He's at 15 under. That's a hell of an effort, though. He's going to end up, it looks like, at least outright fourth here. 66 for Fjordborns and the Stanford amateur. So uh, very nicely done. And uh, by the way, uh, we're getting ready to see Sahith Digala. For the lead. Yeah, at 17 to go ahead. He just, uh, before he hits this putt, was one minus 115. So for the first time this afternoon, Whoa. Xander Schauffele was not the outright favorite. So we'll see if uh, Digala is going to put a little pressure on here at the 17th. And he does. Oh my goodness! That new new leader for the first time this afternoon is not Xander Schauffele. As they show him. And yeah, he has a look of concern on his face. The Heath Gala, by the way, trying to earn full wow. status on the PGA Tour. You know how you earn full status? You go ahead and win on the PGA Tour. And Sahith Gala, very close to doing that. He is now minus four dollars at BetMGM. Oh Xander Schauffele, three to one. Boy, it did not look like that was going to happen. Xander Schauffele, at one point, I believe, had a four-stroke lead in this round. He at least had yes. three, but he was under control. But just hasn't made a lot of birdies today. Sahith Gala, by the way, five under on his round. Remember Sahith Gala was kind of right in the mix at the Phoenix Open mm-hmm. and then kind of, you know, fell by the wayside, hit a bad shot there on 17 and didn't get it there. But Sahith Gala right now, the odds on favorite to go ahead and win. And he's been tremendous today, gaining off the tee, gaining with the putter, gaining around the green. Xander Schauffele just has not been sharp with his irons and really sharp with his tee ball, even though he has been all week. So uh, Sahith Gala, by the way, with a win, he'd be the second rookie to win this season. Chad Ramey won earlier this season, and he'd also get that PGA Tour card full-time. Okay, this is why we we do this, people, and hopefully you've been listening and watching with us for this three-hour ride each and every Sunday. You know, I did it last night with the UFC. I I mentioned that off the top of the show that you could have gotten a Gamrod going into the fifth and final round at over four dollars and those tickets cash for you here. Same thing with the Gala. I mean, we were talking about Xander Schauffele 30 minutes ago, almost a $3 betting favorite, and now... You've got a complete flip in the uh, live betting market mm-hmm. here for golf. So Shoffley, all of a sudden, for the first time today, is really up against it. We're going to check out his approach on 17, which looks pretty good. So he's going to have a birdie putt to try to tie this thing up. It's going to be about a 20, 25-footer, but mm-hmm. it's definitely makeable. But, boy, this would be shock and awe if you have a Xander Shoffley ticket. Remember, he was about 20 to 1 right. before this tournament began. And it's not Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, and you see your partner, Patrick Cantlay, who's number four in the world in the official world golf rankings, uh, basically in his pocket all day where he's not doing anything. He has tumbled down the leaderboard, had an absolutely dreadful round, and now all of a sudden, Sahith Thigala... The man to beat here at Hartford, Ooh, but, but find the bunker he is on, on the bunker on 18 here off the fairway. So uh, we shall see a very good uh, finishing holes here, by the way, at Hartford. Always uh, has a lot of playoffs. I think there's had been like six of the last however many years they had playoffs. Remember last year, eight-hole playoff between mm-hmm. Harris English and uh, Kramer Hickok. It was Harris English that did get the win. But uh, Sahith Tigala, the man of the moment right now, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, as superstar <laughs> Billy Graham would say. But he is in the bunker, so his price does uh, drift downwards a little bit. Minus 250 at BetMGM, plus 190 on Xander Schauffele. Posting, probably out of it, even yeah. though low man in the clubhouse posting, no pun intended, a 17 under. So two guys at BetMGM basically head-to-head with Diala and Shoffley. Okay, uh, very quickly, uh, before we, uh, in the last spot, we're going to take a look at uh, one final look at Game 6 and also get to our fast, last baseball game on the board. I do want to get back to the NFL very quickly and look at some of these win props that we have uh, in the NFL because 
the Bills are the smallest favorite here. Uh, the team with the most wins would be your Bills right now. You can get them at 5-1. to one. The Buccaneers are interesting to me with the Gronk news of his retirement. They're plus 550. The Packers, a great regular season win uh, team. T- typically, you might not want to play them in the playoffs, but certainly in the regular season, they've been solid. Then you look at the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Rams at plus 750. If you went down the board a little bit, the Broncos intrigued me at 6-1, to one, but the division is such a killer that you'd have to factor that in that you think everybody's going to beat each other up. Yeah. There are the Cowboys at 16 to one and the Eagles maybe sneaky at 18 to one. Would you play one of the smaller favorites here? Or would you look down the board? Yeah. You know, the bills I think are going to attract the money here. So, uh, but I, I don't know if I necessarily want to go there with the chalk, even though I think that they have a little bit of the easier road in terms of an easy schedule, but just looking at the, uh, at the, at the strength of schedule, the a- the NFC East, by the way, mm-hmm. has I think by division like all of those teams: Dallas, Philadelphia, and then on downwards with the Giants and the Washington Football Team. They're like the bottom five or bottom six in terms of strength of schedule. So, uh, you know, do you who do you believe in? Do you believe in Philadelphia? Do you believe in Dallas? But I'm just looking at you know the strength of schedule here. I wouldn't want any part of the of the AFC West teams. I, I just think that that division is going to be too tough. You yep. have four very capable teams. I mean, the Raiders have the lowest win total. I think what is it like eight and a half? And look, they're very capable. They they're going to score a ton of points. I think that they, offense is going to be improved. And again, Josh McDaniels taking over there in in Las Vegas here in the desert. I look at that team and I go. I, I understand why, because you look at the, the powerhouses that you have. And again, I like the Chargers this year. We'll mm-hmm. find out about the Chiefs. But my goodness, it's 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 a double dog dare to win the division yeah. at six to one. Yeah. I mean, they are as talented yeah. as anybody in the division. You just happen to have super quarterbacks in this league. You're, yes. you're looking at potentially if if Justin Herbert continues trending, I think you might be able to put Mahomes already in the Hall of Fame. And, and we'll find out what uh, Russell Wilson is, is debatable as well. But really, three elite, you know, potential all-time quarterbacks in this division. And Derek Carr does not get his just desserts, however you feel about Derek Carr. But he's looked at as the fourth-best quarterback in this division. But top to bottom, you know, mm-hmm. 1 to 53 in this roster, it's really good. Yes, so, I mean, I can't discount that number at 6-1. to one. Yeah, yeah, I can certainly understand that. But looking at kind of most wins, Bill's rightful favorite. Yeah. If I was going to go a little bit down the board and try to avoid that AFC West where they're going to basically cannibalize each other in that division and also maybe avoid the Rams, who I believe have one of the toughest schedules. I think I, I know Warren Sharp does a different thing than the league does in terms of strength of schedule. Rams, second hardest schedule, by Ooh. the way, right behind the Kansas City Chiefs. And that begs the question, of course, you're the Super Bowl champion. You're going to have a very difficult schedule. So I'd want to skirt the Rams. So if I'm looking at somebody most wins a little bit down the board, it would probably be the Baltimore Ravens at 16-1. to one. Uh, Very quickly in the last 90 seconds, any team going to go 0-17? If you think somebody's going to go winless, you can get 9-1 to one on that. Yeah, I Is don't, there a team that's not going to get a win? I don't think there's anybody going 0-17, but I think we have the rightful favorite in terms of the team with the least wins and that by the way being the Houston Texans yep. at three to one kind of a tough schedule actually for the Houston Texans just looking at Warren Sharp's ratings here I believe the fifth toughest schedule oh for the Houston Texans their win total is about four and a half so I could see them with the least wins I think the Jets also have a very tough schedule they're at plus 650 mm-hmm. so Probably not a lot of value down the board if you're looking for a team with least wins. All right, so uh, we're going to update very quickly here. Xander Schauffele, his birdie putt just skirted off the right edge, so he's going to make par at 17, which means he's going to come down to the finishing hole a stroke back of Thigawa, who's in 
the fairway bunker. Mm-hmm. We'll find out if he's got a lie there because he's got to be thinking, all right, let me get in the house with a par. And if I can make par in 18, that means the X-Man's got to make a birdie. And by the way, Xander Shoffley has only made one birdie in the back nine. That was on 11, so it's really been a struggle. Figalo, by the way, with a bad lie, I think he's going to have to lay up. This is getting really dicey. We'll update that and what's going on uh, with one more baseball game to get to. Come on back. Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets, risk free tokens, planning a trip to Vegas. Well, you can convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is Sports Betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wow. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We mentioned as we went to break that the Gala was now the overwhelming almost 4-1 to betting favorite. In the span of five minutes, mm-hmm. he's gone from a four to one betting favorite to now plus four fifty. Yeah, you want to tell about the people, a five to one dog. You want to tell the people what disaster just occurred for this PGA Tour rookie? We mentioned before we went to break that the gala was in the fairway bunker, so second shot, uh, you know, trying to get it to the green, but was in a lie, basically against like the lip of the bunker, uh, just an awful lie. So it's like, okay, do you go ahead and take your medicine and see if you can get it back in the fairway and get up and down with your approach and and try to do that and get a par and make Shoffley make birdie to beat you? Did not happen. The second shot uh, per shot link only went about four inches. 
the Gala hits the bunker. Oh my the ball God. stays in the bunker. So now this is his fourth shot. Which is really good. Yeah, that's a makeable putt, but that's going to be for bogey. But the betting market, by the way, Xander almost went up to a $9 betting favorite in the time that we've just spoken. Mm-hmm. The Gala almost plus $7.50 I'm seeing it at some shops. Uh, this is literally changing by the second. He's going to have to, because Xander striped his on 18. Now he's up to a $10 betting favorite, uh, plus 650 for the Gala. So Xander Shoffley does not necessarily have to make a birdie here. He might be able to make mm-hmm. par and win this. And right now, I cannot see a way that he makes more than a four from where he's positioned off the tee on 18. Yeah, it's been, I don't know who's had the tougher few minutes here. Sahith the Gala there at Hartford or the Oklahoma oh. Baseball Club in Omaha, by the way. They were up two to one. Base hit, ties it for Ole Miss at two in the bottom of the eighth, and then a wild pitch and yet another wild pitch. Two runs scored on wild pitches for Ole Miss, so hotty toddy, they're going to be three outs away from winning the national championship at the College World Series. And by the way, inning's still not over. I believe there's still two outs, but uh, nobody on for Ole Miss, but nevertheless, damage done. Two-run lead going into the ninth at bare minimum for the Ole Miss Rebels. All right, we'll get back to Thigal and the drama there in 18 if he can at least make his bogey putt, and it's probably about a 12-footer that he's going to need to make for bogey to even have a chance to get into a playoff, which is almost unheard of, coming to 18 with a one-shot lead, and you got to make a five now just to potentially get in a playoff. That might not even be good enough if Xander sticks his approach tight. So we'll get back to that. We mentioned the Avs and the Lightning getting ready for Game 6 tonight. I know you like Colorado a little bit in this spot here, but it's just tough to bet against Tampa Bay uh, with the the tenacity this team has. You mentioned that you might not get in in on the total. Do you think you you, you wait to see how the first period plays out and look for an in-game? You know, it could be. I mean, I am very tempted at 5.5 because I think a lot of bettors, look, and, and it's conventional logic. It's not wrong logic necessarily, but bettors, you know, as you get into the series, we saw it with the NBA Finals. The games were more lower scoring yep. as you got into the series, and not just the Finals, really, for most of the playoff series this season in the NBA, but maybe they're thinking that's going to be the same thing here because now it opens six minus $1.20 pretty much globally. Now you see bet MGM down to five and a half over minus 120 and uh, a lot of the sixes uh, there were a lot of sixes this morning not as many anymore there's more five and a halves juice to the over than there are sixes juice to the under and look Vasilevsky I think after the first two games kind of found himself yeah in terms of uh, stopping shots uh, stopped 106 of the 113 in the last three games we know these two teams have very good defenses uh, Vasilevsky usually steps up in high pressure situations so do you think he could do it tonight? He's certainly, look, he's got two straight Stanley Cup championships to boot here. So, I mean, Tampa Bay, last 16 games, there have been six or less goals scored 12 times. So that's a 75% clip for Tampa Bay. So I'm going to stay away from the total. I am tempted on the over. So if you made me bet it, I would bet the over five and a half. But I don't have to do that. They they have to put, <laughs> see, that's the thing. Right. They got to put every don't price have up. To. You don't got to do anything. There you go. You don't got to bet it. And but I don't your lean would it. be to the over yes. if you had to make a play. Yes, but I had, I do have a little small play on Colorado here at minus 110. Back to the golf. Sahith Thigala, about a 12-footer here This is a must-make for just for bogey. And let's see if he striped this one. It's going to go begging. Oh, and my goodness. Off, off the lip. Off the lip on the left side of the hole. Double bogey disaster for Sahif Thigala, who had his first win. Man, he had his first win just right there. You talk about how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour. 
it it is so hard to win on the PGA Tour, and Sahith Figala just I'm found that out. I, I am too, I am because look, I have no dog in the fight because my Nor Patrick Cantlay has uh, faded uh, down to eighth place, but now Sahith Figala plus 450. Xander Schauffele, though, still has to make par, so we'll see what his approach is. Minus $6, though. It looked, oh yeah, it, it was looking, it was curving left a little bit, so it's like, can it just hang on inside the left edge of the cup? It could not. Sahif Figala going to finish at 17 under par. By the way, JT Poston is in at 17 under par as that? well. So JT Poston all of a sudden back on the board at BetMGM at 40 to 1. If you think Xander Schauffele is going to make a mess of 18, he is in the fairway, though. So now Xander Schauffele, all he knows is, he, is the, he needs a the par. Of the green. par you know, do. wedge, two putt, and go home and cash a nice big check and get another win for Xander Schauffele and probably put yourself back in the top 10 in the official world golf ranking. Boy, uh, wow! It's, it's hard not to feel for that guy. Just man. watching the expression because, because that guy is so close to getting his PGA Tour card, and just you know, this was his second chance to win. Look, sometimes you got to have pain. You got to give yourself chances to win. So the I mean, the PGA Tour, it is hard to win. Maybe oh, that's man. that's why some of the guys are leaving for this tour, not just because of the money. Now the money is the driving factor, but that's why some of the guys are leaving because it's like. Man, we can't win out here anymore. But look, he's getting a brave face. The crowd there in Hartford, always great fans, by the way, there in Hartford, Connecticut, one of the more popular tour stops on the PGA Tour. So if you think, oh my God, the PGA Tour is going to die, I see a very full gallery there in Hartford, Connecticut today. So PGA Tour, look, there's some things they got to modify, but I think the tour is in pretty darn good shape. I just, you know, it's going to be crushing if Xander makes that four and holds on for the win here. And now he's got his buddy Patrick oh, Cantlay. Cantlay's just been train wrecked. Patrick today. Cantlay's hit everything but the lottery today. <laughs> I mean, he, he he really has. This has been a disaster round for Patrick Cantlay, and now it Xander doesn't get Shoffley, to be any better than this. He's got 104 yeah. yards to the hole. X man minus 10,000 here. This oh is a wedge God. and two putt, and get the hell out of there with the victory. You hate to call any uh, any hole. Uh, easy on the PGA Tour, but this is not a difficult hole. No, and the tee shot by Thigal on eighteen. He's going to think about that for a long and time. And they put the pin in the middle because they want players, obviously, to, to shoot burn. at it. So we'll see how Xander, if he plays it a little bit safer. Wedge from 104. He stuck it. That, yeah, that's a it's dart over, to about five feet. Actually, less than five He's feet. This make is birdie. over. Uh, your uh, Travelers Championship winner here in 2022 is one Xander Shoffley. And I think... I, I don't know where he closed because, of course, we had to withdraw from Justin Thomas this week with yep. the bad back. So he was kind of like high teens, I think basically about 18 to 1. Yep. Of course, we saw Inji Chung win her third LPGA major. She was 80 to 1 to do that at Congressional. So I don't know who had a more painful Sunday. I don't know if it was Sahith Tigala or if it was Lexi Thompson. I hope that Xander makes the birdie. That might make Thigala feel a little bit better about the double bogey on 18, but that's going to sting for a long time. Got about a minute and a half here. Very quickly, one baseball game I wanted to get to with the Dodgers against the Bravos tonight. Gonswin going for the for the Dodgers, and uh, Strider's going to go for the Braves. Any lean here? Dodgers, small favorite now on the road after losing last yeah, night. Yeah, Tony Gonsolin. When are we going to talk about him yeah. for the side? Young? We were talking about it earlier. He's ace, still 18-1. to 1. I know he's not the ace of the staff. And when you look at his peripherals, you got to think, okay, some regression is coming. 158 on the ERA, but a 374 on the XBIP, 176 batting average balls wow. in play. So I got to think some regression is coming for Tony Gonsolin, really, at some point. 
We'll see if it's going to be tonight. Uh, would lean a little bit Braves. Braves are getting about a dollar ten as high in the market. I think at BetMGM they're a little bit over even money. But if I were looking at this, uh, under is getting bad. So eight and a half juice to the under minus one fifteen, pretty much across the board. But uh, I would lean with uh, Mister Strider here over Ooh. Tony Gonsolin. I think uh, Braves a nice win last night. Of course, this being Freddie Freeman's return yeah. to Atlanta. Didn't come in through in the clutch situation last night. We'll see if he does it tonight. But uh, I, as much as I don't want to do it when the guy's 9-0 and and 13 starts this year, I would have to fade Tony Gonsolin in this spot. Yeah, because you do think at some point, we did not see this coming, I don't think, in the betting market, uh, certainly the year he's having so far. But let's see if he keeps it going tonight. Again, uh, it's all but uh, – it's unofficial, but uh, Xander Shopley is going to be your winner at Hartford after that amazing approach on 18 and the disaster that we saw from Kigala. I want to thank Ian Cameron for joining us, Josh Ingles for joining us as well. Wes, always enjoyed the three-hour conversation, my friend. And thanks to uh, Elliot Bowman, did a great job behind the glass, as always. Keep it locked right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.